The following is from Red Hill Baptist Church, where we exist to glorify God, grow more like Jesus, and go with the gospel. To find out more about our ministry or to contact us, please visit redhillbaptist.org. I was thinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Take your copy of God's Word this morning and turn one more time 
uh, to Psalm 23 as we're going to conclude our series that we've called a soothing psalm, Psalm 23. Thomas Fuller once said, We are born crying, live complaining, and die disappointed. We're born crying, live complaining, and die disappointed. Oh, Henry said life is made up of sobs, sniffles, and smiles, with sniffles predominating. I sure hope that those statements are not true about you and me. If you're a child of God, uh, it ought not to be that way. Of course, there are times of sniffling and sorrow and disappointment, but they should not dominate our life. Philip Schaff said, without Christ, life is a twilight with dark night ahead. A twilight with dark night ahead. But with Christ, it is the dawn of morning with the light and warmth of a full day ahead. Or to put it in scriptural terms, Psalm 23, 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we've been considering Psalm 23, this soothing psalm, uh, we find this morning something I think we desperately need, especially at the tail end, of, we hope it's the tail end, of a worldwide pandemic where our lives have been turned upside down. And that is, we find here in Psalm 23, 6 this morning, we find some perspective. We find some perspective. You and I need perspective in life. You know, life is a gift. We don't often realize it at times. We don't appreciate it sometimes until we see it's going to be leaving us or is nearly gone. But the fact that you and I are living today and we're breathing and we're functioning and we're here worshiping together, that is a gift from God. So I want us to get some perspective today. I want us to consider our lives today. And I want to first of all talk about our earthly life. Our earthly life. Because that's kind of what Psalm 23, 6 begins with. Where it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now we all share earthly life together. And as he says here, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He mentions there goodness and mercy. Some writers on Psalm 23, they call these the names of the Lord's sheepdogs. There's goodness and there's mercy. And you know, we're the Lord's sheep if we're in the family of God. And so these are the Lord's sheepdogs. There's goodness and there's mercy and they follow us all the days of our life. C.H. Uh, Spurgeon used to call goodness and mercy God's footman. God's footman. In fact, in his day when a wealthy man traveled, two footmen took their place behind him on his coach. Their task was to smooth the way for him. Um, where he went, they went. They were always there. When his coach stopped, they jumped down to open the door for him. They would hurry into the inn and make sure his room was ready and his supper was served. And he said, God's two footmen are goodness and mercy and they follow us just like the footmen to smooth our journey home. So some interesting pictures there. Goodness and mercy. You can think about them as the Lord's sheepdogs as they follow us along in life. Or maybe you want to think about them as God's footman who's been assigned to you and they follow you to smooth the way on your journey home. But I want to talk about our earthly life today. And then we'll talk about our eternal life in the next part of the verse. But our earthly life first. Let's spend a few minutes today looking back. Looking back. 
Think back over the past 12 months or so. And you say, I really don't want to. But listen, I know it's been hard in so many ways. I know it's been unsettling. It's been disconcerting. It's been just uh, in so many ways. But I want you to try to put the pandemic aside for a moment. So, So put it aside and consider your life. You know, even in the midst of COVID, it may have been an awesome year for you in so many ways. You may have prospered and flourished like never before. You may have in the past 12 months or so, you've seen some of your hopes and dreams and goals accomplished. Perhaps your business or your career or your family, your finances expanded. But maybe this past 12 months or so, you look back and you kind of put the pandemic aside and you say, wow, that was a really good year for me in so many ways. But it may be as some look back today and they're honest with themselves, the exact opposite was your experience. Perhaps the past 12 months or so has been the hardest year of your life. It may have been filled with heartaches and headaches and stomach aches. Rather than expanding your family, you may have buried them. Instead of prospering, you may feel like that you have been drowning. In other words, it's been a rough year in so many ways. But listen, child of God, listen. As we consider the Lord today, consider our lives, whether it was a great year, whether it was an awful year, whether it was a combination of both, can you not see today the goodness and mercy of the Lord followed you through every day? Goodness and mercy followed you. The fact that you're living right now, the fact that you're here in your right mind, the fact that you have the capabilities and the capacities to function and to worship and to think and to breathe and to carry on life, it is evidence that the goodness and mercy of God has followed you throughout your days. You know, have you ever thought about just how dangerous our world really is in so many ways? You know, we've been likening ourselves, as the Scripture does, to the sheep. We've looked at ourselves as sheep. And sheep are vulnerable and there's so many things that can harm sheep and hurt sheep and kill sheep. And it's the same for us in this world in which we live. God preserves us even when we do not realize it. Every time you get in your car and you travel somewhere and you arrive safely, God preserved you. I mean, because just in a moment, in fact, I saw an accident a couple of weeks ago. Daniel and I, we were in Albemarle, and I'm driving along, and, and right in front of me, we saw an accident. I mean, it happened in a split second. I saw the car pull. I saw the car smash in. I was able to get out and respond to, to, to one of the ones that was in the accident and, and try to provide some help and, and comfort to her waiting for Thankfully, it took place right in front of a fire department station, and it was just, it was wonderful. They were there in a moment, it seemed like, very, very quickly. But I saw just how quickly, just I was reminded how quickly that your life can change in just a split second. An accident, a doctor's report. I mean, there's so many things, there's so many things that can come against us, so many things that could take our life. And and God preserves us in so many ways. We're living in a very dangerous world. And and you don't know if you go to the store if some crazy maniac's going to come in and and start shooting and and people feel like, you know, I I can't go to school or I can't go to work. And you don't know what's going to happen. Listen, God has preserved you and me in so many ways. As we look back, I know it's been a, a hard year for so many. In so many ways, God's goodness and mercy has been with us and God has brought us through. And God has us here today. And that's true in the midst of a pandemic. It's true just in normal day-to-day life. 
God preserves us in so many ways. As we look back, we see His goodness and mercy. But then spend a few minutes with me looking around today. What do you see? Well, we see the present, right? And maybe that's why we realize it's a gift at times because it's called the present, and it is. And the fact that we're here today, it is a gift. It's a gift. Can you trace the goodness and mercy of the Lord to this spot this morning? I mean, think about it. As I look at my life, I'm here with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I am worshiping my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have His love. I have joy. I have peace. I'm warm. I'm clothed. Later on today, I, I, I'm going to be able to have lunch, God willing. I mean, there's this thing. I just see the goodness and mercy of the Lord. There's a second service. And more people are going to come and they're going to worship the Lord. And, and we're going to praise His name. Uh, think about your life. I mean, you're here today. You're alive. You're breathing. I mean, your mind's working. Your lungs are working. I mean, things we take for granted so many times. And, and one of the good things, I guess, from, from COVID is reminding us just how fragile our lives are and just how, you know, this little virus, we can't see it. We don't, we don't, we don't understand all of it. But realize that there are those that we know and, and love and are aware of that, that did not survive. But here we are. We're present. We're accounted for. If we were to take the role, you would say, I'm here. Why? Because of God's goodness and His mercy. And as far as I know, everybody here, you, you've had your needs met for this day. I mean, you're here, you're alive, you're clothed. You're, I assume you probably had some breakfast before you came. You're going to have a meal after you get done here. You're, you're going to go back to your home, whether that's something you own or rent or some other situation, but, but you have a roof over your head and you, you've got groceries. I, I think most everybody, I walked over. Anybody else walked? Everybody, anybody ride their horse? or Everybody drove, right? So, so you had an automobile and you came to. And, and, and so what I'm just saying is we, we forget to look around sometimes and, and realize, boy, Lord, you have blessed me so much. Your goodness and your mercy, they followed me. And by the way, he says there in there, right? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And we, we can even look back and see how God was good to us even before we even knew God or loved God or served God. The fact that He preserved your life to that moment where you met God was all His goodness and His mercy. Surely goodness and mercy, like the Lord's sheepdogs, they're going to follow me all the days of my life. In other words, I don't have to worry that at some point God's going to get tired of me or God's going to say, no, no more goodness or mercy for Him. His goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life, even to the point of death. And even then, God in His goodness and mercy, He ministers to the needs that are present and then takes us home to glory, which brings us to the next step. Now we look back, we look around, now we need to spend some time looking ahead. And that moves us from our earthly life to our eternal life. And the second part of the verse, notice what it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That is my earthly life. Now we move to the eternal life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, Psalm 23, 6 covers the past, the present, and the future. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We refer to it as heaven. Um, I'm thankful I can say with David those words today. Can you say those words? Can you say them confidently? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you can't, you can get to that point. You say, what do you do? Well, you have to give your life to Christ. 
See, the only reason we could say I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever is because we belong to him. We are his children. We are the sheep of his pasture. And the Bible says that God loves us so much and you know, we sin, we messed up, and, and we, we just, you know, we were hopeless and helpless, but he loved us so much, he says, well, I'm going to send Jesus to take your place. And, and Jesus came and he took our place on the cross and he shed his precious blood. He was buried and rose again. And if we place our faith in Christ, the Bible says that we're saved and we're given eternal life and we're given this home in heaven where we'll spend eternity with him. If you've never received him, I would encourage you to receive him by faith today. You've got to come to Christ. But I know a lot because I'm talking to the early service, the nine o'clock crowd, and a lot of you personally, I I know know, that you know the Lord and you are saved. So I want you to think about what David says here because you could say it too. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we look ahead, as we look forward, beloved, what we see is heaven and eternity with the Lord. I love what D.L. Moody said. He said, we talk about heaven being so far away. It is within speaking distance to those who belong there. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. He says that we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love Moody's words, but I love Jesus' words even better. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Just pause on that statement for a moment. Excuse me. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I'm going to come back and get you and bring you to that place so you can be with me. I don't know about you, but what a thought that Jesus is preparing a place for us. That Jesus desires to have us with him. As I look at Psalm 23, I can't help but think of the third verse of a great hymn. I, I think we sang it last week or the week before, I don't remember. But we sang it in recent days, the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And, and I love the third verse where it says, Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. And then I like this, this part. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. Think about that phrase, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. I really think that's a good summary of Psalm 23, 6. Strength for today, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then hope for tomorrow, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, that's hope for tomorrow. A sure hope. That is the gift of life. Perspective. Perspective. We have earthly life. We're living it right now. We have eternal life. And I want to encourage all of us today to celebrate life. 
to have our lives filled with joy. There's been a lot of sorrow. There's been a lot of heartache. There's been a lot of headaches. There's been a lot of things that's gone on in the past 12 months or so. But I want us to have some perspective today and celebrate life. First of all, if you don't have life in Christ, to come to Christ and receive Him as your Lord and Savior and have eternal life. But if you are born again, celebrate today the fact that you have earthly life and you have eternal life. And live that life to the fullest, to the glory of God. We're not here just, you know, waiting around. Listen, we can't wait to live. This is it. This is not a dress rehearsal. We're pilgrims passing through to our heavenly home. But while we're here, God wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to glorify Him in life. He gives us all things richly to enjoy, the Scripture says. And one of the things we should be doing in the midst of celebrating life and celebrating Him and glorifying Him is trying to get as many other people to come to heaven with us. That's why He has us here. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're missionaries for Christ. And I think one of the ways we can do that in so so many ways, and we forget this, is that people watch our lives. And if we even in the midst of hardship and and all that we're going through, if we have a deep-seated joy because of Christ, imagine what that says to the lost world or lost people looking at us. What's up with you? How can you be upbeat? How can you be joyful right now? I mean, look at all that's going on. Well, see, my joy is not based upon this world or the circumstances or what's going on around me. I have a joy that passes all understanding, a peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because my joy is in Jesus Christ. And He's given me life. He's given me earthly life. And we've got to be reminded at times, I think, that out of all of history that God could have placed us upon planet Earth, He put us here now. You and I didn't have a say in that. You and I didn't choose it. Because I know you wouldn't have chosen 2020. But God says in, my, in His wisdom, in His, in His perfect wisdom, He says, I'm going to place you, He's going to place me upon planet Earth at this moment in history. And we're here and we've been given a gift. And God wants us to use that gift for Him and His glory. Now, will you celebrate life? Listen, I don't know what the rest of 2021 holds, but I know who holds 2021. And I don't know how many of us, and I don't want to discourage you, but I don't know how many of us are going to make it to 2022. I mean, because we're not promised tomorrow. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. But whether we make it through 2022, or make it to 2022, or through 2021, if we have Jesus, we have that sure hope that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And, and, and none of us knows. That's why we've got to be prepared. That's why I beg you, if you're not ready for eternity, don't leave this building today until you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that your home is in heaven and that the moment you step out of this life, you step into heaven. But if you have that surety, then that should bring a joy and a peace in the midst of all that's going on and all the uncertainty and all the fear-mongering and all the, the, that we deal with every day to know, listen, I've got strength for today because I've got goodness and mercy following me and I've got bright hope for tomorrow because I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You probably... Um, heard the story of Fanny Crosby, uh, the blind hymn writer. And of course, if you've been in church for any amount of time, you've, you've sung many of the songs that she wrote. 
But the story goes in 1891, uh, she attended a midweek prayer meeting. And at that midweek prayer meeting, a Dr. Howard Crosby spoke. And he spoke from our text today, Psalm 23. He spoke on the 23rd Psalm. And Fanny was there. She was present. And then later that week, Fanny was stunned because Dr. Crosby suddenly died. I mean, she was just with him, just listening to him speak upon Psalm 23, and then he was gone. Pondering the suddenness of death, she asked herself this question, I wonder what my first impression of heaven will be. Now remember, she is blind at this time. And after asking herself and thinking about what her first impression of heaven would be, she answered her own question with sudden insight. She said, why, my eyes will be opened and I will see my Savior face to face. My eyes will be opened. She's blind. And she realized that when her eyes are the first sight that she'll see is her Savior face to face. A few days later, she wrote these words. Someday the silver cord will break. And I no more as now shall sing. But oh, the joy when I awake within the palace of the king. And I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace. Someday my earthly house will fall. I cannot tell how soon twill be. But this I know my all in all has now a place in heaven for me. And I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace. Someday when fades the golden sun beneath the rosy tinted west, my blessed Lord will say well done and I shall enter into rest. And I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace. In the last verse, someday till then, I'll watch and wait, my lamp all trimmed and burning bright, that when my Savior opes the gate, my soul to Him may take its flight, and I shall see Him face to face and tell the story. Saved. By grace. Beloved, you and I, we need some perspective today. We need to be reminded that the Lord's goodness and mercy, they're right here with us. They follow us around. We can't get away from it. The goodness and mercy of the Lord follow me all the days of my life. And at the end of this life, We get to dwell in the house of the Lord, not for a week, not for a month, not for 60 years. We get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. Celebrate life with me today, would you? Let's bow together in prayer. Father, thank You for Your goodness. Thank You for Your mercy. 
Thank you for the sure hope that is ours in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us eternal life. Thank you for preparing a place for us and thank you for coming to get us again. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Help us to celebrate life. Help us to be grateful for the privilege you've given us to live. May we live well for your glory, pointing others to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought we should sing in closing, um, based upon his goodness and mercy, a song called Worthy of Worship. It's number three in our hymnal. As we finish up Psalm 23, as we look at this last verse together today, I think this is an appropriate way to end this series, end our service today, and go out rejoicing. Would you stand and sing Worthy of Worship? for listening today. We trust that our time together was a blessing to you. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and of course on our website at redhillbaptist.org. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.